This video is brought to you by Black Moon Games. Check out their products at shop-black-moon.com. Let me start out this episode by saying I love Morkborg. I love the product. Uh, I love the community. But I think that there's a question that we need to ask ourselves. Is the, the, the amount of popularity a detriment to the overall brand of the art punk RPG uh, genre? Uh, are there too many people making content that looks almost exactly the same as Morkborg, but not quite there? Um, is that a hindrance to the brand? Is it, uh, should we talk a little bit about that? I think we should. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about new at the store. Stick around. It's chaotic. Good cast episode one 19, but I didn't add the video clip into this, the software because people were sending me talkies and I had to, uh, totally, uh, unload them onto my, uh, uh, onto my uh, dryer and washer as I was prepping for Origins today because uh, I'm headed to Origins first thing in the morning. So just a second, I will have the video uh, intro up here just uh, loaded in. I blame Amanda and Ben yet again for this error. So please, please let us know in the comments how disappointed you are that they messed up the front of the beginning of the show because of all the Takis. Hey everyone, welcome to the Chaotic Goodcast, our <laughs> weekly geeky roundtable. I'm your host, Doug Shute, and with me are my fellow casters, Ben Higgins over here, Taki CEO extraordinaire. <laughs> when are we getting the Taki sponsorship? That's all I want to know. I, hey, I, I, Granite if Con it's anything is... like the GraniteCon Taki sponsorship, they'll just unload an entire truck's worth of chips on our I'm lawn sure, and then I'm drive away. Sure. I'm pretty sure you guys did that to me already, so maybe I have an unofficial sponsorship with all the taco takis that I have in in, uh, in my house now. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about GraniteCon here uh, after uh, new at the store. Uh, artist, illustrator, uh, author of uh, Age of Night, the one and only Amanda Call. Hello. Artist, illustrator, Lego, Lego aficionado. <laughs> Dad pun extraordinaire, Mr. Barney Smith. All right. What's the difference between a constipated owl and a bad marksman? What? What's the difference between a constipated owl and a bad marksman? I heard you, but that did not clarify anything. The latter shoots but can't hit. Fill in the other bit. <laughs> And our geek of the north, the one and only Jason Hunt. We can't get talkies in Canada. Sad face. Aww. Oh, well, That's guess what? Good. Guess who's getting talkies in there? <laughs> Shoot great! Shoot great! Shoot great! Shoot great! <laughs> you probably still... have enough talkies for all the shoot crates. I probably do, to be honest with you. Oh my god. Oh my god. 
What type of customs forms would you have to fill out to actually include one of these? Uh, just in, candy. Oh, man. Just, just candy. candy on uh, it. I've, I've sent so much candy across the border, it's ridiculous. I'm basically a smuggler at this point. I want to thank everyone that's joining us live. Uh, thank you uh, to uh, uh, everyone that's listening to the audio version of this, this uh, podcast. Uh, I will remind everyone that if you'd like to join us every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, you can join us live on YouTube. Just search for Victor Condition Gaming. Give us a subscribe, a follow. If you enjoy these shows, please hit that uh, that like button down below and, and also uh, let us know in the comments. Uh, it's a lot of shenanigans every week, but we have a lot of fun and we appreciate everybody that uh, comes along and just hangs out with us on Monday nights for uh, a little over an hour or so. Uh, looks like Walter W is here. Greetings, Walter. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hungry Ewok is here. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, a topic that was brought up during Gen Con. Uh, it's basically how uh, how popular. I mean, the the, the more board community is is just super popular. It's super like the genre is super popular, and, and and like people are making content for it all the time. Uh, seems like we can't go a week without some new more board. Uh, project on, on Kickstarter. So I thought maybe, you know, we should have the discussion on whether or not that the, the, the popular immense popularity, is it going to be uh, detrimental long-term for, for the, for uh, art punk RPGs, just the genre in general. We'll, we'll talk about that more, but first let's get to Ben's segment, which of course is new at the store. Let me roll that high resolution graphic. <laughs> It, it really is just the, the, the dichotomy of the the cash register graphic, which is nice and crisp, and then immediately to Tom Blob Cruise. <laughs> could be could it? be Tom Cruise. Might not be Tom. That movie's like not. what thirty years old now. Uh, yes. Uh, Jimmy McGuire. Oh, probably pretty close. Yeah. I'm no. Twenty five. It, it came out in ninety six. Came out ninety six. So twenty five. Pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. 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 Quarter of a century. Oh my god. Tom goodness. Cruise doesn't look like he's really aged much. He's a vampire. Plastic surgery. Oh, sorry, I was going to go with plastic surgery. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's a vampire. He and would be he, a boring vampire. Can you imagine a Scientologist vampire? Blah. <laughs> anyway, uh, to kick it off, we've got the Arkham Horror, the card game revised core edition. This is actually hitting stores uh, this coming week, so uh, if you're listening to the audio, it's probably in stores now. Uh, this will be coming up in just a few days for those tuning in live. This is kind of a, a new jumping-off point for the Arkham Horror uh, living card game. Uh, there are basically things that are uh, contained in here from the original game. Some of the uh, initial scenarios and everything are all kind of reprinted but there's a few other new cards that they've brought in over the life of the game that is in this box as well one of the nice things about this box is too this one will actually support up to four players right out of the box where the original corset could only do up to two and you would need two corsets to to get you in so this is a nice one-stop shop uh new item for uh for new players i don't know how uh, necessary this will be for existing players. This is probably something that you'll be able to pass on if you are already up to date with your Arkham Horror LCG. But uh, it's coming out, and uh, they've got some new storage options in there. The way the box is laid out will actually uh, contain all of the pre-made decks ready to go, so you just pull one out and start playing it. Uh, There's also a few uh, revisions that were done to some of the tokens, so a lot of the clues, 
the damage markers all have numerical values on them as well, uh, which will definitely help out ease of play over the course of the game. So uh, definitely something I would recommend if you've been on the fence with the Arkham Horror Living Card Game. It's a great cooperative game. Uh, Fantasy Flight Games has done a wonderful job with all their co-op LCGs, and this one is definitely uh, no exception. I don't think I've ever played this game. It's a great game. Yeah, I think you've said that over yes, a few times in our chat, Jason. I've I've played the uh, I've played the core set plus the Dunwich Horror expansion. Yeah. I think that's that's the one that Ben recommended to me right out of the sorry, pardon the pun, but right out of the box. Um, the only issue I'm having with the Arkham Horror stuff is uh, each expansion comes with a box, and then every uh, expansion also has six little like booster sets that come with it. And I haven't yet figured out if those booster sets are in that big box because I can't find most of those booster sets for the older stories or so for the I older have, releases. I, I can answer that for you. So okay. <laughs> yeah, those cards are not in that core box. Uh, those are additions. Kind of the way the, the, the stories and the campaigns were told is you'd have a core box that would give you like a big jumping off point for that little story. And then you'd get another little chapter in each of those little packs. Good news is you can ignore everything I just said going forward because the new expansions will no longer use that model and they will be released in a part A, part B box set. So you'll buy two boxes and you'll have the entire campaign for that entire story. So you're telling me that I'm going to have to find all of those little card packs before they go out of print? Um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> because uh, uh, FFG did say they will be reprinting those in the dual box format. Oh. Um, yeah. So if you're willing Excellent. to wait a little bit, uh, you'll be able to get them in that. Uh, otherwise, yes, you can track some down in the secondary market, but a few of them are going for a pretty penny right now. Uh, well, I know. I looked on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I could have bought this thing for $10 at retail, and you want $75 for one package? <laughs> no, sir. Gamers are, gamers are uh, we don't have patience. They, they, they want it now. And they are willing I, to pay for I, it. I has credit card. <laughs> Can I just swipe the screen? <laughs> <laughs> what if I just smack it up against yeah. my monitor? Will that work? Jason, I think what you need to do is just put the credit card just face forward Right up oh, I can if you want to. This one, this one's no longer valid. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would not even have held it up like this if it was still valid because somebody would be screenshot and <laughs> trying to figure out how to read it. <laughs> oh, but you know, but all you need, all, all you need to do now is just have a QR code um, and part of your part of your your border right here, Doug. That will go straight to uh, Quarterstaff Games. See, and then <laughs> there you go, it right there. See? I, I wonder how his sponsor Black Moon Games would feel about yeah, that. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe uh, that's probably not something we'll probably do. But oh, you could go to Black Moon dash, dash shop dash Black Moon dash com, and then you, what you can do is then have. I don't feel like those dashes were all where they belong. I don't remember. Yeah, that's why shop Moon dash com dash dash Black dash. <laughs> that's that's why we don't have Barney do a Lee voiceover work. Dash dash forward slash backslash. In a world. <laughs> oh, Next up, uh, we've got the, uh, this is the Goodman Games Original Adventures Reincarnated Temple of Elemental Evil. This has been super highly uh, anticipated. It got a little bit of a delay, and it is finally here. And you can actually see it just over my shoulder here on the shelf, so it should be in your local game store. This is a two-book set, 
And uh, it's a little hard to see from these pictures that Doug has put up now. So I'm just going to grab the copy and actually show you how thick. Oh my God. My. Wow. Is. Um, these, wow. these books are, are like 300 pages each. And, um, this, this module is all here. Let me tell you. Uh, so a lot of, uh, old school D and D players are very familiar with the temple of elemental evil. This takes that original module and updates it for the 5e system, allows it to uh, allows you to play it with the current uh, edition of Dungeons and Dragons. Not only that, because that's what one of the books is. The other book is a complete reprint of the original module with essays and commentary and and bonus things in there. So if you are a aficionado of old school D and D, if you want to relive. Uh, all of your characters dying in gross, horrible, quick deaths. Uh, this is the module for you. Hmm. I, I feel this. This is a Jason uh, product. Is this something that Jason is? Uh, yeah, yeah. See, I kind, I kind of understand. I, I kind of. I have their Lankmar redo. They redid Lankmar, the the whole Fafford and the Grey Mouser world setting, mm -hmm. uh, as a deluxe book recently. Um, they sent one of their guys to Lieber's estate. He was given access to all of Lieber's paperwork on the world and the and the lore and everything. They redid all of the maps more accurately than they've ever been done before. Like these guys, Goodman Games does their homework when they come oh, up yeah. to do something like that. So you are going to get a superior product every single time. Like don't even think twice about backing their stuff if they throw it up there. Mm. Yeah, they, they they do great stuff. I'm and Temple of Elemental Evil is a is a. Uh, watershed module i guess you could say like everybody knew the temple of elemental evil oh yeah everybody was that and the queen of the demon web pits those two modules were just like oh dear lord that well i guess on the tomb of horror as well if you want to add that in there those three if you got sent if your characters were going there not all of them were coming back sure. <laughs> if any of them came back <laughs> yeah no it's that's a that looks like a really hefty like box set that yeah. uh, probably would would bow my uh, shelf. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they I, make very, extremely heavy books too. Yeah, yeah. I Dungeon mean, Crawl classics—you could literally murder someone. Yeah, with. you got a little. Uh, sag we got a little. We got a little sag there. He does <laughs> actually have a little yeah. sag going on that shelf there. Yeah. You <laughs> need a few. <laughs> Look at that! Look at that! Yep. Goodness. All yep. them darn hard covers. <laughs> Good old. Uh, so actually, while we're on the to topic of, of D and D, um, there was an announcement on like a, I, I think Wizards did a uh, did a uh, stream. Uh, it was about what was it? Yeah, what was it the other day? It was like the least uh, publicized D and D weekend ever. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know it was going on until yesterday, honestly. Um, but Is yeah, that the, they, the Feywild thing. No, no, they did a whole online celebration. Um, it was uh, three days of stream streamed content. There were panels, there were actual really? plays, yep. and then they kicked it all uh, kicked it off, or should say, ended it all with a big announcement talking about the future of D anD D. Hmm. Which Ben was kind of right, kind, kind of. 
Kind of, a little. That bit. was a couple years off. A couple years off. You're kind of kind of right. I guess there's there's a new edition of fifth edition that's coming out. Can, we oh, can't really revised. call it a six. <laughs> you can't really call it a sixth edition, but it's We're like doing a, a five point five thing. It's like a yeah. like a revised fifth edition there that uh, where you're going to be able to use all the old it's a fifth edition stuff, thing. but it it's going to to revise yeah. some of the some of the mechanics and 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 such. So, yeah, I. Not surprising, just because of how much like people have bought into fifth edition. So it would be kind of, you know, for me it would be well, kind of shocking yeah. if they just scrapped everything and said, okay, we're doing a whole new sixth edition. Just oh, because they, they would built get so much hatred over that right. if they did that. Look what happened to Pathfinder Two E. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I think that the a five point five or whatever you want to call it uh, edition is probably the the right. Got to keep go. them bucks flowing in. And, and and just for the listeners, they they did confirm that for 2024. So there's yeah, still, so a, right. there's still not anytime way. super yeah. soon. This is no. the the long term plan. But I'm pretty sure Ben, you said that it was going to happen like next year, right? I my my initial speculation was that we were seeing an increased release of D and D books at the end of this year, so that next uh, late spring, early summer, they would have the announcement of sixth edition. And it would be ready to go at the end of 2022. Gotcha. But, um, gotcha. but so I was two years off. Two years <laughs> off. I mean, <laughs> uh, Rodriguez <laughs> is uh, <laughs> Dungeos and Dollars. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, um, yeah, no, I, I think that that's probably needed. You know, it, it's been out for how many how many years has Fifth Edition been out since like two thousand fourteen? Ben can tell us right now. Twenty twenty four is going to be its ten year anniversary, so it's okay, been out so, for about so, seven yeah. years. It's been since two thousand fourteen, so yeah. uh, that's a solid run for a core role playing rule set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you look at Warhammer; they release a new rules edition every thirty three seconds these days. Yep, and the books that are on my shelf are the tenth printing of the core rulebook. So, wow, right, very cool, very cool, and I'm sure they're not not just small print runs for for those uh, no. Wizards of the Coast books. So no. not like a, a lot of these, in, you know, indie uh, press where you know 500 to a thousand is is a typical print run. So, wow, that's uh, that's amazing that it's on a tenth uh, on a tenth run. So yeah, that's all you got for us for new at the store this week, Ben. That's what we're rocking this week. Let's talk. Let's talk before we go on to our future se- segment, and and let's talk a little bit about uh, about conventions because we talked about it last last week. We're going to talk a l- little bit about. Uh, I was at Gen Con. Ben and Amanda were at uh, at Granite Con, <laughs> eating takis. T- 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 so the running gag is for those of you that that, that that hopped on the stream and like, why are we talking about takis? It's because. Happening. Takis sponsored Granite Con, and so they were giving away not even just bags. They were giving away cases cases by the end of the weekend. They were like, "Please make these go away." So what? What had happened? Ben, Ben, since I was at Gen Con, Ben and Amanda pretty much picked up the slack for me at at Granite Con and and did you know the VCG booth and and, and the gaming lounge, and and Amanda did her her art booth as well, and. When I today I'm planning on going to Origins. I'm leaving for for Origins in the morning, and so today I'm packing all my stuff up and I'm trying to get all the stock that uh, I need to bring because there's some certain stock that, that I have here at the house that I need to bring to Origins with me. Which, and I'm which like, you got, which you got for me a week ago after the yeah, show. 
Because, or, or after because the non-show. What, what 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 I what I need to stress to folks is like th- this has been a very incre- this has been an incredibly busy month for me. Like I went from Dragon Con to Gen Con, and now I'm going to Origins. So like I'm gone for almost a week stretch. In fact, I am going to be gone for a whole week uh, here uh, starting tomorrow. So like when I'm home, I'm home for a few days, and I need to get everything done and set up for the following. You know, while I'm out. So I, I don't get so I'm I'm running last minute today trying to get around to, to to do things. I'm looking for certain books and I'm like, where are these books? There's it's gotta be here somewhere. They're gonna be in a box. So I go, oh wait, there's a box over here. And what did Ben and Amanda do? There's all they that empty packed, space. <laughs> they packed one of my storage boxes with for uh, of stock with Takis. <laughs> well, there was other books. Your books yeah, were in like, there too. There were books oh, yeah. in there too. There were, I saw the there picture. Were, there were a few books in there. Okay. Those were the like books that you copies. were specifically like, I must like make sure that I can find these books because these are the ones I'm gonna need. Like this was a thing that was communicated <laughs> of these are the books Doug is gonna need to bring to Origins. So make sure that I can find them. And we're like, we'll do. We put them aside. And then we also had a case of Takis and we just filled the rest of the box with the case of Takis' is packing material. We kept your book safe. Anyway. With Fuego chips. Yes. <laughs> Fuego chips. Caliente <laughs> chips. Gen Con was, was amazing. Fuego. It was it was the first the first year that I've ever been to Gen Con. First time I've ever been to Gen Con. It was of course attendance was down fifty percent, which was, you know, mandated. To be expected, um, yeah. And I was to be say, expected. part of that's by design. Yeah, yeah right. it was kind of on purpose, um, yeah. It, it seemed very, very busy. It was nice to get, get to see a lot of folks. We got, I got to see a, a lot of folks that I have never met in person, which was really, really nice. Uh, I got to sit and t- chat with with a few folks as well. Sold a lot of uh, product, and uh, yeah, it was really great. And I'm I'm excited to do it again at Origins. Uh, I was kind of worried because you know Gen Con is kind of a bigger bigger convention, uh, but it was really safe, and and I, I feel like it was. You know, it was, it, we all took precautions, but uh, I felt it was it was it was worthwhile to to be there. Uh, ben and Amanda, what what did you think of GraniteCon? GraniteCon was good. It was really yep. good to be able to go back to a convention. This is the first one that I've been back to since October of 2019, so that was really nice. Um, it was a little bit. A little bit kind of stressful at first just getting back into the groove and then also being like oh this is a lot of humans around me all mm. of a sudden yeah it takes a, it takes a little bit to get back in the rhythm huh <laughs> it's like i was avoiding humans for like almost two years this is very weird being around so many of them all of a sudden but granite con was really uh, yes it's quite peopley in here Granite Con was really good, too. They did a lot of uh, really sensible policies that they were really good about enforcing and people really good about adhering to, which I was very impressed with. So everywhere in the convention where the convention was happening, you had to be masked. The only exceptions were like to take a quick sip of water or to take a picture, which, again, it was just like you can't have your mask off for more than a few seconds. Um, and people were actually like anybody who was just walking around, they were always masked. Like there weren't really any people who were just like, eh, I'm not doing that. So they were really good about enforcing it. All the attendees were really good. Um, 
And also, they did kind of space it out a little bit more. There was a lot more open space in the con than there has been in years past. Granite Con nice. is one of the ones that, like, keeps getting bigger, and they haven't moved to a bigger space yet. So it kept yep. getting a little bit, a uh, little bit cramped. <laughs> but this year, they like <laughs> had to make room for all them talkies. They they spread out a little bit. It wasn't really bad at all. I, I that overall, would be a cool. Could you imagine that as a divider? <laughs> yes, just a wall of Takis. If you wish to see the people on the other side, eat the Takis. <laughs> you had a eat walk with the Takis, too. You had the walkie Takis. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh, man. Uh, ben, you got to do uh, kind of the, the board game and, and that kind of the gaming uh, stuff. Uh, how did that uh, go for uh, the, this year for uh, GraniteCon? It was good. We uh, we had set up some uh, very simple to learn, easy to play games for people to sit down, take a load off, and and have a little break in their con day. Uh, I also tried to pick games that would have minimal amounts of passing pieces back and forth from people, uh, and and just ways people can can enjoy board gaming without a ton of uh, things that uh, the the pandemic's told us to to limit and, and be sure. mindful of um yeah people seem to really enjoy it people would sit sit down take a break nice. walk over i'd try to give them a hand let them know uh rules any tips anything that i could put in and then uh then kind of walk away let them do their thing and it worked uh worked out really well uh we had hand sanitizer on on uh right on site for people to use before and after they played the games and i think overall it uh, came together really nicely so nice. Barney, uh, how long has it been since you've done a convention? It's been been a hot minute, I think, right? Uh, next convention I did, I think it was. Am I frozen? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, the I, it was yeah, it was it was it was so it was 2019. Yeah, it was 2019. Yeah, yeah. So somewhere it's, it's, in there. Yeah. Yeah, I got. So well, it's okay because I don't I, I don't have anything new. I've been working on new 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 books anyway so nice nice but you yeah. still gotta get that brand out there you gotta get that barney smith story comic brand out there to the public oh well yeah that's that that's that's always that's always the the, the key because i'm such a good guy <laughs> <laughs> he did not know where he was going with that I didn't know yeah. I <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. Just bring so maybe, the kids with you. Everybody will just be like, "Oh my god, yeah. these I kids know, are so cute!" Picture, like, yeah, anything with me as like three likes. If I take a picture of like, you know, one of my kids, it's like three hundred likes. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. Your children will supplant you. That's the deal. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe I'm. I'm just hoping that maybe like come spring or summer, you know, next year, we can all maybe do a, a convention together, and mm -hmm. you know, we can have. Oh. You know, story comic, Age of Night, VCG. Are they gonna let Jason in the country? They probably no. I, I wasn't gonna include Jason because J Jason oh, can just no. look oh. from Canada. Oh. He, he'll be, no, he'll be oh. looking in from from the window of Canada into from the window in the rain, the rain looking He's in. Like, on the like a sad of puppy thing from us, yeah. though. Yeah, that's the only that's the real big issue. Like when we were talking last time about uh, that one con. That you guys were planning to set up there, and I did the math on the airfare and everything. I was like, "Wow, that's a trip!" <laughs> oh, was it? The, where was it? Was that Carnage? The one where we had that the was the one where you were going to do yeah. the lounge or whatever. The yeah. you were going to rent that that chateau or chalet or whatever. Oh yeah, the, the Carnage. Carnage. Yeah, that was Carnage. Yeah. yeah, 
I did the math on that and it was just absurd. Like I couldn't, I couldn't even get a flight anywhere near the place. I would have to land like two hours away and then drive all the way there. Oh, that's just travel <laughs> in the Northeast. That's like when people try to come and visit me and they're like, how do I get to where you are? And I'm like, you don't, you fly into well, <laughs> Boston and you figure it out from there. Call, yeah. call me when you leave the paved road. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I have I have family in the states though, so I could probably sneak into the country. Okay. Uh, don't oh. anybody record that. Delete that. <laughs> no, no, so Jason, we're your family too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're, we're your your we're, we're your, we're your VCG family. family. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, actually, um, um, I was invited to go to my uh, nephew's wedding uh, this next year, assuming restrictions have been lifted, and he's in Philadelphia. So. Oh, yeah. nice. Nice. Maybe uh, maybe we should have uh, maybe, maybe can you have them do it during um, PAX Unplugged? I will ask them to plan it around convention. Yes, please please have them. <laughs> they do are that. nerds, um, so they oh, would probably do that. <laughs> I don't know if you want to have a wedding in like the first weekend in December in Philadelphia, though. That's... Why, why not? Hey, my wedding happened in the middle of or the end of November, so maybe <laughs> February for me. So <laughs> there you go. The Winter weddings. That's where it's at. Very. <laughs> Waveman Mavs is uh, well. There's that. Yes. Uh, Waveman Mavs is uh, Niagara Falls con. <laughs> Jason can wave from the horseshoe. I'll, I'll wave from the other amazing. side. Like, hey, hi guys. This is okay, one of those little stupid cameras where you can be like this. Hi. <laughs> I'm over here. Well, we we should. So we figured it out once. We figured out where actually, like geographically speaking, between like generically Vermont and generically the Alberta spot you were, and we figured out there's a there's some kind of festival like sub right remember we found that oh right we did do the math on yeah, yeah. yeah there was some we event that happened yeah yeah we gotta figure out what convention is there and then we all meet <laughs> in the middle just to so confuse everyone there yeah, yeah. like yeah. where was it roughly uh, i was somewhere in manitoba i want to say yeah, yeah and then did they have like and you said oh yeah they have a great fair there or something <laughs> like yeah actually yeah they do there's a there's a small town in Manitoba every every that every, every summer does this really cool fair. Manitobacon. All right, Manitobacon 2022. Or if you're if you're from the rest of the country, it's Manitoba. All right, they we must just have make like up some Manitobacon. kind of convention. I think, in I think we just did. Right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, they have lots of conventions. Yeah. I was right. trying to segue into something. We're, don't, don't we're, him, we're, let him talk. We're, we're just talk over the, him. Blah 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 blah. We're going way <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> I would love to, to see more folks at convention. Well, come on. Waveman needs us to go. We need to go another 15 minutes for Waveman to be right. He said he came in early tonight and he'll only have to wait 45 minutes to get to All the right, top. So, okay. Oh, so, trying, but I'm check it out. ManitobaCon.com. Yes, there. it's a real place, Van de Beast. <laughs> it's a weird place, but it's a real one. I, I'm, try, I'm trying to trying to segue to the, to the main topic so that oh, Waveman yeah, doesn't yeah. have to wait 45 <laughs> minutes. Oh, geez. All right. Thank you to Amanda and Ben for filling in at uh, GraniteCon. I feel like they made out better with the talkies. Mm. I'm pretty sure on, on a scale, on scale, I would rather come home with a couple bags of talkies. We didn't get to leave looking like Michael Phelps with all our ennies, though. I, no, no, I, I have no right. Check out the videos of Doug it. trying to make acceptance speech notes. That was, that was, that was priceless. <laughs> It was fun. It was great. I had no right to make any kind of acceptance speech at the Ennies. Uh, unfortunately, I had to. Um, but uh, Look, what, nine times? Because Free League <laughs> it was, won it all the Ennies. Quite a few times. But, uh, Free yeah, It was very, very nice. It was very nice. Yeah. All right. Let's get to our future topic, which is will popularity 
be the downfall of the art punk RPG genre, aka Morkborg, the Morkborg brand. Uh, let me see here. I'm, I've got a, I've got a uh, segment. Show us there. those pixels. There Show us the pixels, Doug. And now, our feature presentation. So this this topic got brought up at Gen Con, and and like I said at the top of the show, I love Morkborg. I like I love Morkborg. I think it's super fun. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I do um, when it when it hit Kickstarter. Um, it's got its own you know look and feel. Right now, we see a lot of in, a lot of community content that is being published, being kickstarted. Uh, for Morkborg. Some of it is very, very good. Some of it seems like it's just copy and pasted with yellow and black. Uh, you know. Rodrigo would like a definition of art punk, please. Art punk. Um, it is. Actually, I did bring it up and I totally forgot to copy and paste it. Uh, art punk. Production values by Doug Shoot. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Uh, art punk is a, a subgenre of punk rock in which artists go beyond the genre's rudimentary garage rock and are considered more sophisticated than peers. No, that's not it. That's not what I'm looking for. That Where has it? nothing to do. That, that is, but that is not know. the right one. I, picked, I clicked on the wrong one. There we go. It's hilarious. Oh, jeez. Uh, it's talking is... about the wrong medium entirely. Yeah, it, yeah. I was kind of confused. I was like, where is he? Where is he going with this? He's talking hey, about this, that, What is our punk? It is a it is a game about interacting with this world as if it were a place that exists. Killing things is not the goal. Where the heck is it? Doug, Doug, what's art punk? Come on, man. <laughs> this is your topic. No. This is what happens when Doug goes to Gen Con. It's and a comes dude. Back. Uh, where, where, where the heck right. is it? So, so somebody's listening to this on Thursday, driving to work and going, <laughs> "Dude, yeah, come on, just know what our punk is." And they're yelling at their. Just they're yelling at their it's like, basically, it's basically like a pitch black, apocalyptic, like in your face, like what is that? Doom metal. A doom metal album of a game, a spiked flail to the face. Rules right. light and heavy on everything else. That's, that's right. The, that's the elevator pitch of uh, Mark Borg. Uh, yeah, Mark Borg. Yeah. It's 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 basically that in your face, like like where the RPG book is more art and more that style of than it is like mechanics. It's about the medium more than the game. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And <laughs> I John Hooker is so funny. So many words. I'm so confused now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! That's Too many fair, talkies. John, fair. <laughs> uh, how did Doug pronounce garage? Yeah, that kind of sounded weird, didn't it, Vandy Beast? He was all like garage. I'll make fun of my my northeast accent. That's fine. All right. Well, did you know garage is French for car hold? So yeah. Mm. Anyway. You say so. I love how the the community has 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 embraced Morkborg as a game. I love how there's so much community like content creation. What I don't like from is it, what I don't like is seeing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Like, let's put yellow and black on everything. Let's put screaming, like, graphics on everything. Screaming let's skull just base, of yeah, some let's, sort. let's just make a copy and paste of Morkborg 
and and make a uh, make content for it and put it out as as content. And and I think when you do that too much, it dilutes the brand and it kind of makes everybody. I, per, me personally, that's that's what I'm looking at. I I think that that once you hit that kind of level where people are pretty much just copying pasting and copy and pasting and putting out all sorts of stuff and you see it every two seconds like it kind of takes the specialness away from the brand um so that's that's kind of my concern with with the with the topic and it got it got kind of brought up at uh, during gen con and and i what what are you guys what are you, all your thoughts like we all see like all this more board content is hitting kickstarter yeah, I, I, so here, here's it. Here's my hot take on it. And, yeah. uh, I never said hot take until I started doing this podcast. That was never even my vocabulary until I started <laughs> hanging out with you guys. Um, you're welcome. It, it's going to be, I think that it's, it's going to have, it's going to have a hype, but then it's going to end up just being a genre game. Like, do you, do you think it's just going to be yes, a phase? People still play Vampire the Masquerade. Like <laughs> that came out. That came out thirty years ago. Uh, so there, you you have cyberpunk. You have solar punk. You have all these different. You know, put the word punk in front of something. And I'm still trying to create maple punk as a Vermont version of that, but I haven't seen that. Get yet. off your horse. That's mine. <laughs> it's uh -oh. a maple punk. Uh -oh. um, yeah, you don't like, have maple you, anything. <laughs> it's it's flannel. It's 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 wood, whatever. Flannel so, punk. Oh, yeah. Beaver punk. Lumber I'll take punk. beaver punk lumber or lumber punk. punk, right, Ben? Uh, so, but I think what it is that the art punk, what it is, is, is like it's it's creating it's 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 in its heyday right now. It's going to it's, it's going to it's going to peak. But it's not going to disappear because people are going to gravitate towards it, and they're going to have that as their their preferred form of, of of gaming style. So I don't think it's I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I think it's just going to ebb and flow. Uh, John says uh, you have moose punk, Jason. <laughs> Actually, I'd, I'd, I'd argue that that's Amanda does over there in Maine. Yeah, I'll armor Amanda for it. I think you have hockey punk. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Yeah, that's yes. Yeah, and curling punk. That's curling punk. punk. Mm. I mean, we <laughs> we see a lot of like five e content, and and that doesn't seem to dilute that brand at all. But that but five e because it's usually old. terrible. <laughs> exactly, and and that's what I'm afraid is going to happen with with the Morkborg. But like, but since Morkborg isn't five e, it's actually going to be a detriment to them rather than you know just all the other stuff that. That uh, that Wizards puts out. What it, Ben 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 is making a like Doug. Just shut up and let me talk. For a <laughs> Ben's like I've got a hammer in my pocket and I want to crush something with it. <laughs> you're down, you're dancing around it. You've said that there's all this stuff out there for Five E, and it doesn't hurt the brand. So why would all this other stuff hurt the brand of Morkborg? Because and, because it's not as a big. It's not as big, and it's kind of like its own. Like with Five E, you have fantasy. But it incorporates so many different genres of of fantasy. Sure. Like, but Morkborg's pretty like. Is it though? This is, this is it. Is it though? Like it? it no, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be, and that's what I'm trying to get at. And this I, is, yeah, and I've ahead. seen a ton of these Morkborg supplements and everything embrace all these different parts of it as well. I don't think genre really matters when it comes to devaluing a brand or whatever. I think if your 
core product is super strong, which more yeah. Korg is, it is, which 5e obviously is, which 3.5 was. Uh, it You can make stuff all day long, and the people that want to consume it and can afford to consume it will consume it, and the people that don't, they'll go find something else. Is it going to be as big as D&D? No, it'll never be as big as D&D, obviously. But I don't think it hurts the property at all to be more popular. Like That, that would be like saying Magic the Gathering, uh, because they're doing... Uh, the Walking Dead tie-in that they did uh, last year hurt the brand, and but well, they 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 posted the same amount. I, I, I think I, I, I'm going to beg to differ on that one. I, I think it's more like, hey, we make this card game. You can make your own cards, but they're not going to be as nice a quality. But you can still play them with people. Have been doing that since the start of Magic. Yeah, I guess. That's and and art cards is a huge sub. And yeah, Wizards is now like... doing it on their own because those things were good. Like I think fan creation, when it's oh. big enough, only can help a game. I'm 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 not it. I'm not saying that the the fan creation is is not a good thing. I think it is. I think it's great. But I think if you are, are looking at making more core content or fan create content for for any RPG system. Do not copy and paste the 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 main like the source. The, I think you need to figure out a way to make your own spin on on content and and make it your own and and figure out, you know, what makes this product different than the more or whatever or whatever RPG that, that you're making content for. Amanda, you and I, uh, I showed you a uh, I think I showed you an RPG that was fairly similar to. Uh, Mork Borg, and you and you were like, man, what's the deal with this layout? Oh, yeah. No, we no, won't, we won't name names. Orbital, no, it was for Orbital Blues, and I will say that the thing is, this is part of what I wanted to talk about, was that what they do with the actual books, that the Free League books that are published for Mork Borg, not the um, 225 items and counting currently available on DriveThruRPG from third-party publishers for Mork Borg. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, it's crazy. Go pull it up. That's what I'm looking at. Um, but the thing is that, like, to do that kind of over-the-top, heavy layering, mishmash of styles and fonts and textures and all this stuff, to do that kind of graphic design, like, is the signature in Morkborg, to do it well, even though it looks like scary? a mess is not just a skill, that's incredibly difficult. Mm -hmm. That's incredibly highly skilled graphic design work. And a lot of people have been trying to replicate that with mixed success, <laughs> we'll right. say generously. The man that's trying to be polite about, what is this garbage? <laughs> well, it's just that like, in order to have that kind of aesthetic and still have it be readable and functional is very tricky. And a lot of people are trying to copy that aesthetic and then they end up not being readable or functional. And then it's like, okay, but the point of your, of your, of your source material is for me to be able to use it. So like, if I can't read it, I can't use it. Yeah. Right. And, and that's like, that's just a really like, that's just an aesthetic thing though. That has nothing to do with the actual like game itself. That's just a matter of people are trying to emulate this thing because they're trying to figure out what it is about this that is so popular. And a lot of that is just kind of like 
copying the aesthetics, thinking that that's the thing that's making it part popular. And that's part of the successful branding of it. Mm. That's part of how you instantly know when you look at a Morkborg book that it is one. And that's right. how when you see all of these third party publications, a lot of them still use the yellow, black and white branding because it's recognizable. Then you know at a glance that what their product is for. And that's fine. And that's good. But that that like the like, oh, this looks like somebody just messily threw it together. I promise you they didn't really. They're actually very making a very carefully put together art piece in order to make it look like it was careless and messy but still have you be able to understand it. <laughs> and, and I guess that, that was kind of, that, that's kind of the main thing that, that I was going, going with is, is, is that, especially with, with Morkborg, we can, we can talk about other RPGs and, and, and everything and content creating and, and with, as, as well. But like with Morkborg, that's a specific look and brand, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna tell you right now, Johan doing the layout and, and the graphic design for that book has paved the way for a lot of RPG layout artists to make some really bold changes instead right. to, to, and to make cool. some really bold yeah. risks going forward with books. Because now right. we can get away with doing some things that probably we wouldn't have been able to do both pre work work, and that's awesome. Yep. But you also have to take into consideration that just because you can take that risk should you take that risk with with the with your layout and graphic design yeah i i think what my point is is that i would love to see more morkborg content that is unique that uses that rule system that doesn't rely on that black and gold you know or black and yellow uh color the colors to and bring something new to the table like something that that, that a lot of these supplements don't have um i and i i don't know like kind of like kind of like kinless wasn't there there's a kickstarter called kinless right is that what uh, you tell me <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying no to idea. find it here let me let me take a look uh in the meantime let's uh let's bring up some of these uh some of these comments because i think they're, they're good adam black says it's okay for people to do whatever they want and it won't hurt the main game but if there's a huge influx of mediocre content from fans etc people will have a difficult time finding the good from the bad yes and that's what that's another thing that i was going to say is that if you put out a if everybody puts out content then how do you stand out above the rest? If it all looks the same, and everybody's is pretty much like, "Hey, this is this is more board content," people are probably just gonna like glance by it and not hmm. not pick it up. I don't think that's gonna be the case. You don't think so? No, these books, these books, well, this genre is small enough that you can buy the core book. Uh, enjoy the heck out of the game for a good long time before you even need to look at a supplement. And then when you finally do go looking for supplements, they're all bite-sized and cheap. That's true, like, too. Most where of people these are, are under $5. Yeah, where people so. are spending like 50, right. 60 bucks on a, on a fifth edition supplement, you can pick up a few of these. Like, go, And what's going to happen is the cream is going to rise to the top. You're going to get publishers who are doing it well, and their scales are going to go up, and that's how uh, that's that's an easy way to, to sift through them on drive through you go by sales. If a lot of people are buying these books and more importantly, leaving reviews, like you can sell a lot right. of books, but if no one's reviewing your stuff, 
that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but this game is small enough, just like all of the other ones that are uh, copy-pasting, uh, if you want to call it that. The core book is really simple rules. The expansions are very small and easy to use. There's content in them for a couple of sessions at most, and then you're done with them, and then you don't ever have to worry about them again. So you don't feel that buyers are more so saying, wow, I spent $60 on this supplement, and I only used it two times or once or something like that. Like, I don't think the Morkborg as an art, the art punk genre is ever going to really suffer from that because it's kind of designed, it begs for that sort of content. Like with Ferratory was a great supplement. Uh, Corpseweight Cove, I just got my Kickstarter for that. It's awesome. It's amazing. I'm going to enjoy the heck out of playing that. But this this genre can easily survive the popularity, easily. I, I want to also address a, a question that uh, Rodrigo asked a little while back where um, he asked if, a, if third parties are just surfing the hype. And I mean, I'm sure there are a certain number of people that are just opportunistic. Oh, yeah. But (laughs) I will say that a lot of these people like saying that they're even third party publishers on a platform like drive through is kind of overselling it. A lot of these are just individual fans who like anybody, (laughs) anybody can open a drive through account. Literally anyone go, go do one right now. They won't stop you. (laughs) And a lot of these people go for it, Doug. (laughs) Pause the stream. Come back in 10 minutes. A lot of these people (laughs) are, are just fans who are super enthusiastic. And part of what I think is cool about Morkborg and its community is that it actually, like this actually gets into more of the punk side of like in the true sense of the word of art punk, where these are just people who are just like, this is cool. And so I'm going to write a game thing. I have never published a game thing before in my life. A lot of these people who are publishing these Morkborg supplements and Morkborg compatible content They've never published anything before. They're not normally right. game yeah. designers. They're just super hyped about this. Yeah. And because Morkborg is kind of weird, like they're just throwing all their weird, crazy ideas out there and people are loving it. And that's like actually really great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think, it, it, you know, that, that's really cool. And, and I I just... Like if someone was to was to come out with like a 350 page Morkborg super supplement expansion, oh, that would no. be terrible. No. Yeah. That would be horrifying. <laughs> no. There's no way. There's no way it could possibly be good. It would just. It would have like 10 pages of content and then 340 pages of well, I don't know what else to do, so I'm just going to spam you with terrible art. But that's the glory of this. That's the whole point of this. You can like like I was saying, you could buy 10 expansions for the price of one D and D book. And if only two of them are good, oh well. I mean, you're you're out the same price as a D and D book. Like, whoopee. Yeah, but is the quality of the content for that D and D book good all the way across the board? Yeah, or you know what? A lot of D and D books content is copy pasted as well. Like the lay the page layouts are identical across the entire book half the time. There's very little originality from one book to the next, other than background imaging and stuff like that. So it's not like D and D's really breaking the or shoving that bar any higher when they release a content supplement. Uh, Adam Black says, "I suppose if it turns out like the D, what is that? DACC, DACC community. That's cool. But as a consumer and a fan of Morkborg, I've ignored every single Kickstarter that's a third uh, Morkborg third party project. I, I I've ignored a." a f- most of them, there's a few of them that I have picked up and that have been really good. Mm-hmm. And and I, I would say that like, I would I, if somebody makes a really good Mork Borg third party content like product, I will more than likely take a look at the, the whatever else they, they 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 put out. But if you 
make kind of a lousy product, then I'm just not going to like, I'm probably not going to take a look at it. Well, then that's the thing. Then that's how you're going to be able to tell, like go to drive through, look at the volume of sales for products. People are going to be raving about the things that are good and no one's going to be talking about the things that are not no, good. Dungeon, Dungeon Crawl Classics. That's what, uh, that's what that was. was that makes sense. So this is, this is what I was talking about with, uh, with Kin, with Kinless. So this was a third party Morkborg, but it's a Morkborg solo Viking adventure. Oh, I'm already bored. What? <laughs> it did $63,000. No. No. Like, you put like Vikings is, on anything and you can sell piles of it. This is different. It takes the whole Morkborg vibe and, and rule set. And it, Where are you seeing the Morkborg vibe? I don't see any of that here. Because no. they had that, that that they have that little like circular circular thing right like right there. That's a, Ooh. And that's the, that has nothing to do with Morkborg. Borg. A, that's no. not a Morkborg thing? No, not Mark really. Borg is no, no. it looked cool. Yeah. But. I'm like this is using the Morkborg engine and taking it in a completely different direction. Yes. And I like it. Like I think more companies I think we should I think we need to have more Publishers do this kind of stuff, and and like what they did with Vast Grim, where they kind of like turned it into a sci-fi. They took the rule set and turned it into. They're a already sci-fi doing Mork Borg in space. Why would anybody want to do that first? They're just going to crush it. Because I'm, when I'm Death just... in Space comes out, it's going to crush anything that's come out trying to be it. Well, I agree with that. I, I have I'm I'm very excited for for Death in Space as well. But you know, in the meantime, you've got Vast Grim, which is a, a cheaper yeah. product in. It it does look different. It's not. It's it's kind of. It's like Mork no Borg. name Mork Borg, which is ironic because no name is yellow and black. Yeah, see, uh, that is ironic. Yeah. <laughs> Vikings have been a, the hype thing since vampires and werewolves died out for like ten years. Uh, <laughs> I am way less interested in a very polished, very normal RPG looking sixty thousand dollar Kickstarter. Com- Morkborg compatible thing than I am the people who are like doing the kind of stuff I was talking about on drive through. I find that much more interesting and much more exciting than people who are like, I'm going to make basically just any other RPG product that you expect to see, except now I'm going to attach Morkborg to it. I don't find that as interesting because you see that with a lot of things like that, that whatever you just showed me, kin, whatever. Kinless. Kinless. Yeah. That. I, it just looks like a million other RPG Kickstarters that I've seen and a million other RPG products that I've seen. It doesn't look like Morkborg, and it just doesn't look that unique or interesting. That's why I said I'm already bored, because it looks exactly like what you expect out of most RPGs these days. Well, and that's why I just don't find it that interesting. Let me... Let me uh... Meanwhile, I have pulled up over here Granny, a holiday monster for Morkborg. From the Eldritch Tomb games available on Drive-Thru RPG. Early in 2020, I had a dream about a passive-aggressive southern gothic grandma ghost that bullied everyone about their insufficient Christmas decorating until they (laughs) cried. That's more I'm excited about this. That is more important. <laughs> but that's different. That's di- like you ha- Yeah, you can, that's it, way it, different than the Viking wait. crap you just showed me. <laughs> wow. What? I'm She's saying, not wrong, Doug. She is I'm, not wrong. I'm just saying that like it, it takes the rule set and 
applies it to a totally different genre. Just like Vaskrim. Let's take a look at but Vaskrim. There's for barely a any rules set to Borg well, Borg. That's part of the appeal. Yeah, let me is... let let me kind of jump in here and and I don't know about or else Doug and I will just keep yelling at each other. But I, I will no, I will right. kind of defend it in that it's a more marketable product. Yeah. For, okay. From like the retailer aspect, like it is actually hard for me to stock Mork Borg if mm -hmm. I didn't have half of my staff, myself included, that have played it and love it. This book would not sell because it doesn't look like something people should pick up. Um, but Kinless does. So like, where, where, what is helping? What is hurting? I don't think it really matters because the people that see this and want it are going to seek it out. And that's, that's when they see this style, when they see the orange and black, uh, they're going to gravitate towards it because they know what it is. They resonate with it more than maybe, it catches the eye. <laughs> yeah. more than Well, not even catches the eye, but like they go, yes, that's me because it is such a niche niche genre that they want it where, if I was into this, if I was into Morkborg and I saw a Kinless, I would continue to walk right by it because it doesn't look like what I know and love. Right, but what about those folks that, that do, that, 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 because that, I know folks that are not impressed with Morkborg. No, like, of course you do. It's a just, weird genre. There's going to be right. a whole swath of people they, who think it's they, stupid. They don't like the layout of the book. They don't mm -hmm. like, like, they would rather have something that's that's unique that they would rather, like, I, I guess. You, these, the thing is, the Mark Board caters to a niche market, like Ben said. Right. And so, something like Kinless is grasping for mass appeal. And it, right. it worked. They, they made 63 grand, which is honestly kind of piddly for a Kickstarter, to be terribly fair with you. Yeah, but um, I think that's their first Kickstarter. I think. Oh, well, that's fine. Then. That's a great success for them as first Kickstarter. But as overall an overall impact sixty three thousand dollars that's going to get out to a few hundred people and that's probably what about it maybe maybe 500 600 people i'll have to take a look and see what uh, how many backers that they, depending they, on what their price point was what what about like let's take a look at, uh, at vast grim it looks vast like is, is this even anything to do with morgborg it's just dice it no it well they they uh, it's by infinite black infinite infinite black uh put this dice. out uh, which who are known for for dice but yes, okay. this is this is a uh, this is a space version of Mork Borg, a sci-fi like like this is this is what they're basically like, just begging you to pledge early because prices will go up. That's really their their sell point. Hard, hardcover book is is nineteen dollars plus shipping. Also, your heart will ache. Did you not read what yeah, it said? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like. They're 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 gra they're begging you to back now because prices will go up after the Kickstarter. Sure. Not I not mean, because look. it's a great game, but because it's cheap now. <laughs> but it's it it basically takes the Mork Borg like rule set and everything and and puts it into space. And All I'm seeing is dice everywhere, Doug. <laughs> Well, there's the game. They're, they're also doing dice as well. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, they've got a Vascrim. They, they they basically put out dice to, to supplement this as well. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I'm just like 90% of every graphic has been dice. <laughs> because that's what their infinite blacks known for. And I've got some of their dice sets. At the... They're they're great dice sets. Yeah, right. they are. They're oh, very... they look glorious. I mean, I, I love I, dice. I, I've backed so many dice Kickstarters. It's not even funny. And like, is this art punk? 
or is this something else? Like, I think it, I think it has to be. This like, this looks like somebody took Mothership and splashed color on it. I don't know. I I really appreciated the fact that they decided to do that. Yeah, they did do a lot of uh, they did do a lot of uh, <laughs> dude. There is nothing but dice in this Kickstarter. Yeah, so much dice. <laughs> Well, I mean, when you're known, when you, when you're when the majority yeah. of your demographic in, in in your customer base is basically known for, for selling dice, then yeah, they, of course you're gonna you're gonna. Where is this bat? Where is this coming from? Is this a UK thing or this, no? This American? is a US. This is a US. US thing. Okay. In fact, Ben, one of our friends actually wrote one of the adventures. There was one of the uh, mm-hmm. stretch goals in, in this uh, on, on uh, Bassgram. Yes, indeed. That's I, cool. I just, I just. I think it's neat how they took that rule set, and, I, and this is the same thing with Kinless. And I, I'll be honest, I did not back Kinless. It was not something that, that uh, I was uh, all that excited about. But I, I appreciated the fact that they took the rules and they decided to take it in a different genre. And I think that for the Morkborg brand is good, more so than copying, pasting, and, and creating third-party content that that like could be substan- substandard. Yeah, but every every game company, when they release a game, their popularity of the game is driven by community content half the time. If you're not, if your community is not interested in creating content for your rule system, right. you did something wrong. I, I think there's a, I think there's two sides to this kind of conversation is, are we looking at things that are meant to be supplements for a system or things that take a system and right. make it into its own system. Like Bass Grimm is very much supposed to be its own thing. That's why it looks different than 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 Morkboard. Uses pinks and and some fancy writing, so you can kind of see the tie in there. But if I'm if I'm just creating something and I want it to be just tied to 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 a game system. I'm going to copy that game system aesthetic as close as I can so people know at a glance it's going to fit with that. That's just that's just branding, that's just marketing, that's just that's just smart in in my opinion. Are we going to see people make new things and give them their own spin? Yeah, I mean we see that um we see that all the time in in board games. I mean, how many times have we taken a deck builder and splashed a new coat of paint on it, and yet mm-hmm. both deck builders are are great. Like we sell tons of, uh, you know, for instance, Dominion, the first deck builder, and then you've got Legendary. We splash a superhero cone of paint on it. Still a deck builder, still feels great. Mechanics don't change a whole lot. You still just getting yeah. cards out of your hand to generate resources to buy better cards. Um, so is that is that bad? I don't know. We got Star Realms, we got Hero Realms, we've got all these different deck builders, Clank and everything that's come out of it. So if it was such a problem to to make things and 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 reiterate on them, uh, you'd see one mechanic pop up every every couple of years, and then it would go away rather than uh, mechanics and games and systems that persist year to year, decade to decade. I yeah. I think I think popularity is always good in gaming. I don't think it's ever a negative. Mm, I, I'm I'm gonna d- disagree with that a, a little bit, but that's that, that that's beside. But we'll, <laughs> that we'll is the point, me. though. <laughs> to disagree, that's that. that <laughs> Isn't that why I'm we're looking? 
It's a very boring show if we all just agree with each other. I'm looking hour. at the sample PDF, and they completely missed the boat on layout. Oh no! For for what? What's this? For for Vast Grim. Gotcha. It's it is not even the art is the art is interesting. I like the artwork, but the text is just literally blocked out chunks. It's it's got no life to it. Not like Morkborg has. Well, no, it's not going to. It's it's like again, it takes a very special skill to recreate yeah. that whole. Effect. They should they should have they should have maybe went a different direction with that. I guess I don't know. I mean, it doesn't um, look will, terrible, but the fonts and the stuff, I'm just like meh. Yeah, I I just love the creativity of taking a rule set that was intended for, you know. I, for you know more work and and then turning it into something else i i don't know i i think it's it's interesting that that so many people are putting out so many kickstarters like there's there's what was it fishborg did you say see this there's there's an actual fishing mm-hmm. rp like yeah let's you, let's like, you add fishing to your your mark board yeah like do we really like I don't see why that needs to be a Kickstarter. I don't see why that's not just published on <laughs> right. Drive-Thru. Like that's kind of my that's kind of my thing. Like, like I think okay. that that might have something to do with uh like I think that might just have something to do with more the ecosystem of how game companies make money and how people expect game companies to make money more than anything. Cuz that didn't need to be a Kickstarter. <laughs> Eric and Rodrigo both. Did someone say splashing color on mothership would be weird? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just think I think if we're going to be putting out, let me see if I can find the Fishborg. Uh, At the end of the day, though, imitation is a sincerest form of flattery. So every oh, every company that's releasing this stuff, they're doing it as an homage and trying to make themselves, you know, a little bit different, maybe capitalize on the popularity, and that's fine. That's literally the point of half of this stuff. So that's, I don't have an issue with that. I just, I look at, I looked at the sample <laughs> quick kickstart thing and I'm just like, eh. What? what? Brutal fishing and an accursed world. What? Yeah. I, see, what? Hey, fishing that's can be a, tough, Amanda. That's $16,000. What? It's amazing exciting. what people will spend money on. <laughs> that's exciting for me. I would fund this. Like, see that I now? Just, that is a cool cover. I like that. That, that is, is awesome. Cover. Would would you? But would you stock this in your store? Well, uh, you know what? If I had a bigger Morkborg community, yes, yes, I would. And in fact, honestly, I'd probably bring in two copies, sell the two copies, and get it into my local community. And then, if anyone else wanted one, I could always just special order it for them. I don't know if if doing it 16,000, uh, 16,000, this will ever make a, 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 an actual retail print. But if they were to do it, I would buy a couple of copies. I would. So and that's what I, I like they, about they, these they supplements. Yeah. I love these supplements because they come out with like the zine edition and that's where the popularity and the community gets to really chew into stuff. That's like work, what work. I'm talking about. Yeah. Just give me a, give me a little tiny, small thing, like 24 mm-hmm. pages, 30, 20, 36 pages tops. Mm-hmm. Let me consume that, and that's all I want. I don't want some, like like I said, some 150, 200-page supplement. That's not Mork Borg at all. That, that, you've completely lost Mork Borg if you do something like that. 
like just the little tiny bits and pieces so that you can and you can put this whole book in your like with more you can put the more book in your bag buy like five supplements and they're they, they're like they're like this big they weigh like half a pound total whereas like if you're playing D and you bring the three core books around and you're already like out <laughs> That's what that's that's where I like Morg Borg sitting right there. It's just give me zines, give me lots of zines. Oh, absolutely, I I, I do too. I and I just think that like if we're gonna have Fishborg, if we're gonna have you know, Kinlet, like where where's the line? Like, are we gonna have like Baking Borg and why like not? Lawn Mooring Borg? If like, somebody's gonna buy it, why not? I I think that's the definition of of art punk. Yeah, if we're going to do it, we're going to yeah. do it. We're going to subvert the expectation. We're going to go can, against yeah. the mainstream. And we're going to have mall shopping Borg. And we're going to go to Forever Dead 21. And, <laughs> and, and, and we're going to buy some, some, some skinny jeans. And it's gonna be great. Rodrigo says, just check drive through our yeah. PC. Just, Borg looks gonzo fun. Right? That's the whole point. It's just, if it's something silly, like you throw it on the table, you play it with your friends for an evening and you have a great time and you walk away. It doesn't have to be something you come back to 75 times so that you can get the, you can have like fishing Borg tournaments. Borg, you will never <laughs> last 18 holes. Yes, I love it. Yes. This Wave is man, the spirit of Morg Borg right me. there. We're, we're making, we're making yeah. Golf Borg. We're making golf Borg. This is the idea farm now. We're going to have Kickstarters oh, coming all over. Jeez. <laughs> funny i love that that this is what i love about games like this those the small like mothership the same they have these small little pamphlets there's a whole adventure on six panels of a pay of a, of a supplement like that's that's so cool to me because it it leaves everything up to the players and the g and the play and the gm's imagination you just play and you have fun there's no oh my god i have to read this block of text and then you guys have to respond to that block of text and then there's artificial role-playing happening all over the place because you're responding to that like just let Players play the game and see what happens. If folks would like to see Fishborg, an actual play of Fishborg on this show, let me know in the comments. How do, how do I write <laughs> in the comments here? Hold on. Let me know in the comments. I will I will purchase the supplement, and we will play Fishborg on, on, on the show. Oh, that's chat. We'll have to wait until it's over to leave yeah. a comment. You have to wait till it's over so you can leave a comment. Yeah, we'll yeah. have to wait. We'll yeah. wait till it's over. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. We're gonna. It'll be me, Amanda, Ben. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it's gonna be. A couple of people be from the chat. Fish, board, fish, board. Fish, board. Fish, board. <laughs> fish heads. Fish heads. Uh, Rodriguez says the mothership is beautiful. Just got the PDF and I'm going to run it. Yes, actually, the yeah. mother mothership right now is free. Is a free yes. PDF from Tuesday Night now, Games. So. Yeah. Uh, so uh, definitely, actually, I think I dropped it in our VCG uh, Discord. Yep. So uh, the other day, and, so. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of I don't want to say copycats because a lot of them use different rule sets, but there's lots of art punk style games coming out. Uh, Runehammer just dropped Viking Death Squad for his for his section of it. Uh, we got Mork Borg, then you got Mothership, and then you got all kinds of clones of it now. So the genre as a whole is popping up everywhere. If, it, if anything, Viking Death Squad is the one that really tries to club it to death, though, because it's like a 250-page book. <laughs> right. It's it's a it's it's a it's a different a system for it too, mm -hmm. but uh, it's it's very much the same same sort of setting, I suppose. I guess you could say it's all just ah, everything's terrible. We're all gonna die. Just try to get as far as you can. That sort of thing. 
Uh, let's see here. Hungry Ewok says, uh, break the fourth wall, uh, tabletop role-playing <laughs> tabletop role playing game, uh, Borg. The rule Six rules lawyers enter, lawyer. one oh, rules, yeah. rules lawyer leaves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rodriguez wants fish Borg uh, in, the, uh, in the chat. Yeah, we, you get we, to play. We, do you play as the fisherman or the fish? I I, I don't believe, know. I'm gonna I say you probably as the play as the fisherman. Okay. Yeah. I think it would be kind of cool to play as a fish. Right. See how many fishermen you can drag to their watery graves. Right. So I'm going to put a link for That's our Discord cool. in the chat. Uh, so if anybody would like to join our Discord, you can. Uh, and uh, you fill can, it with Fishborg. No, don't fill it with Fishborg. Yes, it's fill the, it with Fishborg. You can uh, <laughs> Do not listen to Doug. Join and like I said. Uh, of course, I saw the other day that Mother Bo uh, Mothership was was Motherborg. <laughs> Motherborg. We're not. We're not. Uh, it's a totally different supplement for RPG. We <laughs> for, for the RPG. We don't need that. Um, but uh, you know, I saw that Mothership was free, and so I put it in the in the Discord. We do. Uh, we have a good, good online community, so feel free to join us there. Uh, let's see here. Don't forget, Hol. I think it's the oldest art punk. RPG, Rodrigo, tell me, uh, put, uh, let me know what HOL is. My uh, blank here. Yeah, I'm trying to. It's probably we're gonna all we're probably all gonna go. Oh yeah, as yeah. soon as he says right. it. Right. So, uh, I'm excited. Uh, I I will say that, regardless, I think that seeing uh, HOL human occupied landfill. I have not heard of this. I will not. I have not. I've never. I don't think I've ever heard that. Um, regardless, I, I think that the community of Morkborg is amazing. Um, if you are making uh, content for, for RPGs, I'm going to say try to put your own spin on it. You know, I, I if you this are is going Black to... Dog Game Factory. This is from White Wolf. Oh. Very cool. Black Dog um, put up some really cool supplements. Don't, uh, you know, if, if you are going to use the... the yellow and black, uh, you know, aesthetic. Try to figure out why yours is going to be different than everybody else's. And, and uh, it's okay. And this is just, this is kind of, this is kind of just the way it is with content creating in general, like as, as a podcaster and as, as a video creator, like it's okay to emulate somebody else's style, but also put your own spin on it. What's What's so What's so funny? Dude, some of the some of the acronyms. HOL uh, is a penal colony for the scum of the galaxy, as seen in the eyes of Cow, the Confederation of Worlds. The enemy of Cow are the aliens known as the Snee, and the way they have Snee listed is it's called Sidid Nerg a little Esot. But if you read it backwards, it's those little green dudes. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I like this already. Oh well, I guess Jason's got a uh, project to do. Today, I need so. I need to find this. I need to find this online. I've got to get this. Very cool. Thanks, right. Rodrigo. <laughs> Thank you, Rodrigo. I have to Thanks take have to take a look at it. I think that's going to do it for uh, this episode of the Chaotic Goodcast. Let me know if you've uh, found any kind of community content for Morkborg or any kind of uh, art punk RPG that uh, you'd like to share and, and spread the word of because. You know, we always like to hear folks that are making, hear about folks that are making good. Uh, if you don't have it already, check out Corpse Way Cove. It's really good. Is it? You get to be pirates in Morkborg. Definitely. So, all right. I'm going to thank everyone for joining us. Thank you to Ben, Amanda, and Jason, and Barney 
Uh, even though he couldn't just stick around to the whole... Arnie has a weird desire to be a normal person during the day. It's yeah, what unusual. the heck is up with that? <laughs> I should probably keep sending him talkies until he, resi- until he relents. And I will thank everybody for joining us. Make sure to hit that like button down below if you uh, got any value out of this uh, show. We definitely... Uh, do this uh, these shows just uh, just just for all of you because uh, it's fun still, and it's it's a lot of fun <laughs> we, we greatly appreciate everybody that, that joins us every monday night and listens to us on thursdays uh, on the audio podcast so that's going to do it for the chaotic good cast episode 119 it was chaotic but it was so good we will see you all next week Thanks so much for watching this video. Uh, if you would be so kind, to make sure you hit that like, comment, and subscribe, all the YouTube jazz that we're supposed to do here. Uh, it really is greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to support us more, uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash victorycondition have all sorts of Patreon perks, and it definitely helps support our show. Thank you so much. Actually, I don't know. I, I think I'm flying. I'll have to check my flight as to when I'm flying. Every back. time you play that piano music, it reminds me of Peanuts. Oh yep. I can I can I, just I, see the I can just see him banging away on his piano. I, I would say, Doug, we should have people that didn't find any value in the show hit the like button too, so we feel encouraged to be better. Next yes. That's true. That's true. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Whether you liked it or not, oh, hit that man. <laughs> I can't get human occupied landfill in Canada. You can't. This is some BS, boys and girls. That's annoying. Your selected delivery location is beyond the seller's shipping coverage for this item. Please choose a different delivery location or purchase from another seller. Wait, I'm on Amazon.com. I got to check CA. Yeah. I've got to see. I want to be a fungal growth, a class for Morkborg, wherein you get to be a sentient fungus that has taken over a corpse. (laughs) Nice. I like this. This is great. I'm trying to see when when my flight leaves on... uh... There it is. There's my. Oh, it is. I do leave on next Monday, so it might oh. not be. Paperback might... from one hundred and seventy three ninety nine. If I wanted to buy it. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, Holy. Oh, it hasn't been in print since two thousand and two. Yeah, why. that would do it. Wow. Wowzers. All right. All right. So I don't get. I don't get. I don't arrive home until ten eight ten. On Monday, can but, I rush all? No, that's that's probably going to cut it too close, isn't it? I keep telling you, man, stream on the plane. I don't think I can. Bathroom those. stream, bathroom stream, bathroom stream. You know what I could do? I could get off the plane and I could just head over to, to Ben's house. And, oh, you uh, could do that at my house. I'll be at work, so that that'll work. Oh, maybe, maybe I'll just <laughs> swing over to. Uh, Won't that I'll look creepy? Ben's to... in the store. Doug's in his house. Weird. Yeah. Ben's wife comes home. Who the hell are you? <laughs> Why are you in my house? Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll just uh, swing yeah. over and, and uh... we'll watch a we'll watch a real time swatting of Doug as his wife phones the police on him. <laughs> <laughs> live from quarterstaff game live both from... sides of the store there you go see <laughs> in stereo maybe that's uh, maybe that's what we'll have to do I can't, as my... be on... hey, I can't be on next week just so you know oh why not too much talking because... to do no bryce is gonna be here oh yes yeah. no. uh, Beast. yes i see your comment yeah definitely shoot me a message i'll i can ebay something for you Wow. What the heck? 
I'll eBay what? something for you too, Doug, if you want. Yeah, do do you need something? I don't I don't need Doug? anything. I do, don't need, do you need no. something, Doug? I'm just, I'm just saying that, like, you know, then Ben's doing his, his eBay side hustle on on Doug's show. What? Get a percentage, wait, Doug. Wait till you see the uh, the screen used bag of Takis that goes <laughs> up later. Are you gonna Are uh, you gonna sign that and then uh, put it up on uh, on eBay? We'll make it happen. That would be funny. Oh man, we'll have to figure out if we're gonna be able to do next week now. Yeah, totally well, we can that. do it. I don't know where you're gonna be. Oh, I I don't I don't trust Jason enough to. Oh, I wouldn't trust me enough either, dude. That would that would be a terrible <laughs> yeah. mistake. We're not giving don't, Jason don't, the keys to the show. Do not get, yeah, do not. I will <laughs> run us aground terribly. So my flight from Gen Con left at like six o'clock at night, and like I oh, didn't get, get in. Getting out of Indy sucks too. It's one of those places it's impossible to get out of. The, the airport in Indy is super nice. Like it, it, it's yeah. probably one of the nicest airports I've ever been in, and it just was like I was sitting there from like noon to six. Like, because I had to be out of the hotel, and I'm just like, what do I do for six hours in the ho- in the airport? Like, and like half of the restaurants and everything were closed down because of COVID, and yeah, uh, yeah it was it was rough. That happened to us actually. We went to buy groceries on the weekend. There's a couple of restaurants in the mall, and neither of them were open because of COVID. <laughs> but but it looks like uh, it looks like I leave around well a little before one on Monday. So I was hoping maybe my flight would be. Why is it okay? So why is it that they have you fly in to Georgia? What's the deal with that? What's, what's the deal with this with these airlines? Are you flying Delta? Yes, because Atlanta oh, is the Delta hub. Uh, Look what you learned tonight, Doug. <laughs> because if you're flying Delta, you're gonna change planes in Atlanta unless you're going oh. to or from Atlanta, in which case that's where you gotcha. are. That's the end. But no, if you're flying anywhere Delta, you go, you go to Atlanta. You go to Atlanta, and then you go like, elsewhere. It's like you go all the way down south, like yeah. to the southern no, part of the state, how, and then I'm like, Delta okay, works. now I'm gonna go. When when I could literally take like nope. a, like you could nope. go like beep, nope. and like you gotta there, go to nope, we're gonna go. Nope. You're flying Delta. You're going to Atlanta. That's what's happening. Ugh. It's like shipping in Canada. You order something and it flies. This is, this is why I. This is why I take the train to Pax Unplugged because right? flying to Pax Unplugged would be the same thing. You yeah. have to no, go no, over you, here, then all the way up to there, and then back no, to Chicago. No, 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 Pax Unplugged. You can fly right into Philly. If you're lucky. No, I, I've done it a or few times. You can take the train. Yeah, Actually, or take the train. Or you can take the train too. Yeah, but then you. Can I will tell you, I'm never gonna drive to Pax Unplugged again because that's sucked you didn't like doing that no we had to drive through new york city that sucked (laughs) (laughs) yeah you were asleep for like the whole drive (laughs) you don't don't know how stressful that was going over like a a double decker bridge with like the giant semis and the big like wait you were the co-pilot and you were just asleep for the whole ride no no, he was in the back it was me and my husband okay Okay, and I was so, going to be mad at you if you were the co-pilot and you were just no, like... No, <laughs> so I think, I think I had Derek drive us down through New York City. Okay, look. If you want to navigate Talk Man's Beast, <laughs> you're going to volunteer to navigate for my road trip. I was going to say, I didn't think it was that bad. I thought you guys... You were asleep! <laughs> wow. 
This is you wonder why you got a box of Takis. <laughs> You're lucky it wasn't a box of swarming ants or something. <laughs> we had we had what we, we had all the dump, the dumpstat teas in the van and like it was like yeah we had all of full. the all of the dumpstat teas and like all of all of like a bunch of other stuff. Oh, too. but we had a bunch of free league stuff because we had the we had mats a, and everything for right. Free we league. had a bunch of free league stuff and just like all of our regular people stuff. And I mean, I have a minivan, so it's not a big deal. We had plenty of room, but it was still just a lot of crap we were hauling around. Yeah. But I thought you navigated just fine through it. I thought it was good. You, how would you know? I mean, I didn't <laughs> wake up, so that's a good thing. Yeah. You we arrived at your destination we and you Philly woke up. And yeah. We were driving in circles, and I was getting very mad. Well, Philly's all one-way streets. Cause, yeah, because oh. it was like, oh, you missed your turn. Now you have to drive yeah. around for another half a mile to yeah. try to get back to where you were. <laughs> Yeah, Calgary's like that actually a lot. You, like, you miss your turn by one street, and every street thereafter for like the next ten blocks is one way the wrong direction. I need I to get back there. I'm very excited for Pax Unplugged. I will be at Pax Unplugged. I will also be well. Actually, Ben and I will be at Carnage in November too. So, uh, if anybody is in the Northeast uh, would like to come see Carnage, I have not made that public yet. I just school uh, confirmation today. So. Call it the Northeast, and you're still south, and, and, southwest and for me. Not only, <laughs> well, not yeah. not only are we going to be there, but Tony Vandenberg is going to be oh, there. Oh, Tony, so Tony V, Tony sponsor, Tony Vandenberg, yeah. sponsor, In sponsor person. of this here show. Yeah, wonder if so, he'll sign my talkies. If, if he doesn't, I will. <laughs> I'll put a nice inscription on there for you. I'm I'm actually going to keep this bag, and we're all going to sign it eventually. Okay, nice. that sounds good. That'll be that'll be the weird little thing that you guys carry carry around all the time. So I I'm will, talkies. Uh, it's it's like eleven years old now. I'll mail it up to you, Jason. You can sign <laughs> it. Somehow it, there's it has, still a third of a bag left. <laughs> and they're still crunchy. They're still chips. All right. I guess that's gonna do it for this episode. <laughs> Thanks everybody for sticking around. See you maybe next week. Maybe, maybe not. We'll have to. We'll, I'll, I'll post it on the on the channel. I'll I'll make a post on the channel either way. Let, let folks know ahead of time. Go eat some takis and. Uh, Safe fuego, my friends. That's yeah. right. Safe fuego.